Good evening, Dunder Mifflinites, and welcome to The Office ASMR, Sleepy Time Podcast, whatever I feel like calling it tonight. This is a podcast that is made to help you fall asleep to one of the great television shows of our generation without having a screen on and without missing any cool and interesting facts from uh, other podcasts that I enjoy in the office space. Who knew that there would be a whole subcategory of podcasts just dedicated to a television show, but that's where we are today in 2019. Welcome to the show. Uh, As I've said in other episodes, this is made to help anybody find comfort in sleep, whether you are anxious, alone, sad, happy, traveling, at home, in bed, uh, wherever you're sleeping. I hope this finds you well and you are ready to get some slumber. So in your podcast of choice, please get your sleep timers ready. Look at how long is left in this episode. Should be about 25 minutes. Set your sleep timers. Please do not sleep with headphones. Uh, If you sleep with AirPods, those are okay. Sleep with a small speaker. Uh, Sleep with something that you are not going to strangle yourself, tangle yourself, or get hurt on. And I'm going to slow down my pace a little bit so that we can get into relaxation mode. Because today I am excited to talk about Season 2, Episode 3 of The Office called Office Olympics. It is directed by Paul Feig of the uh, fame from Ghostbusters and uh, many other comedies fame. Written by Michael Shore, who is also plays Moe's in the show. Also creator of the sister comedy, um, amazing show Parks and Rec, which would be another one. I might not be able to do that one as a sleepy time podcast because I end up laughing so much. I find that one to be more like hilarious laugh out loud stuff in the office. I don't know. It's just because I've watched the office, you know, a dozen times uh, entirely through, but that's neither here nor there. And this episode aired October 4th of 2005. So we are, uh, we're deep into the series here and just starting off season two. And so we're going to get started here. Get your sleep timers ready, cozy in bed, getting warm, and let's start. This is also the very first cold open we have in the whole show. And it is Michael bragging about being an early bird. There are two cars in the parking lot, and Ryan comes in with his sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. He asks what he came in early for, and it was because Michael wanted the sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit picked up by Ryan. He said, uh, take a couple hours, office is yours. It must be like 6.30 in the morning here. Uh... And Ryan says he's going to take a nap in his car. And so work starts. And Michael gets rid of the bun, saying that it is healthier. So that's the first cold open that we experience in the office. And the cold opens end up being just a playground for the writers uh, throughout the series to do some great skits and early things. You know, some of the, the moments that you, when you really think about it, that come from the office tend to end up coming from those cold opens. And so now we are on the classic uh, intro song and, and clips here showing all the characters. 
and we're at the office. And today, uh, Michael Scott is becoming a homeowner, and we have one of the these early shots of Dwight sitting over Michael's shoulder, talking to the camera with Michael. And if memory serves, this must be the first time that the show leaves the office. Besides going to the warehouse, uh, Chili's was leaving the office. So, okay. So not the first time leaving the office. And uh, now we have Jim dying of boredom. It looks like the whole office is working on expense reports. And so now they are, uh, they're going to play one of Pam's favorite games. Oh, and actually right there, you could see the boom mic in the shot there. And that's something that they they get away with and they utilize to their advantage being a mockumentary. It's meant to look like a documentary. And so there are little things, whether it's the way the characters interact with the camera or you know, seeing the boom mic like that, which would never, ever fly on another television show that they can kind of like let go and uh, leave in here. It adds to the authenticity of the show overall. So now Dwight is asking if he can come to the closing of the house and saying, uh, this is, this is something that he should participate in and Michael is not taking a personal day because it is required for him to have a personal living space in order to do work and says Dwight can come with him and Dwight is saying they could come uh, you know he's like a great number too and this is uh, and Dwight Dwight says he's like Mozart and Mozart's friend uh, no, he is Butch Cassidy. But, uh, no, Michael is Mozart. That's so good. That's a good one. Most Honorable Pamara. Not offensive, because that's how they talk in movies. And as Michael walking out here, he wants his magazines changed to uh, his new address. I think he says, he says Cracked, and then he says, you know, International Business Traveler. Small businessman, Maxim. Yeah, that is. I think because I think early in season one is when he makes the joke that he read something in a Sky Mall magazine or, or one of the in-flight magazines. Ah, that's classic. And that's one of and talking about this being a you know mockumentary documentary is is the way that Michael plays to the camera, uh, and right there. It's like very clear that dynamic is Pam is saying like, "Do you want me to say this for the camera or, or what?" Now, we're in the Sebring here, and Dwight is asking questions about the shocks. He puts the car into park and uh, puts the top up, and then Michael says it's fifty degrees. And Dwight puts on the sunglasses and says, "Terminator." Michael says, "I do not understand what you spend your money on." Oh my, that's a good, that's a good exchange. So now we're back in the office, and Jim is turning something into Oscar, and uh, notices a calendar, and uh, he explains that there's a, a paper football game that they play, 
during uh, when when no one's around and and there's a calendar of a ton of uh, ton of stats for that. And Kevin says they call it hate ball because of how much Angela hates it. And, and now Jim, like you can tell, you have Jim's full attention. He is interested, and he says, uh, "What other games do you have?" And then uh, Oscar says that Toby has to teach you Dunderball. And now we are back to Michael and Dwight standing in a in a plan here of condos, and Michael explaining that. You know, he can see his grandkids playing out here, swing on the tree. And that turns out he's looking at the wrong condo. It says, yeah, home sweet home. Now we have, oh, I wonder if a yawn is appropriate for the Sleepy Time podcast. And now we are in the condo with Michael's real estate agent and, uh, Michael doing the Mr. Bill SNL impression, which does not amuse anybody but himself. And uh, Dwight, now everywhere he looks, is poking holes. Says it's smaller than the old place and all that stuff. And this is the first time that you really start to see Dwight as a capable uh, person, I guess, where he explains... You know, thirty-acre beef beef farm. He uh, he fills you know restaurants and everything, and he holds up a picture of himself and his cousin Mose. Mose played by the director, of course, Michael Shore. And uh, and then they come back to the condo and uh, explaining that it's a very gay, friendly neighborhood, and it goes right over Dwight and Michael's heads that they're talking about themselves and then Michael says or uh, Dwight says let's check out the master bedroom and now we're back in the office and Jim goes on to Stanley and wants to know if there's any games that he has and Stanley says uh, work really hard get his work done so he can put his daughter through college now we have uh, we're back in the condo Michael explaining that he's going to Pimp the condo out with a plasma screen on a wall that Dwight identifies as a shared wall. And if his neighbor throws his wife into the wall, TV comes crashing down. And Dwight puts his ears up to the wall and says, Oh yeah, these babies are thin. And that's when you start to see Michael. When you really start to see it set in for Michael that uh, maybe it's not the best place, but who really knows. So now we come to the kitchen of the office where Jim is having a ceremonial opening of the eternal burning of competition for the office Olympics. And uh, it's a cookie-scented candle, apparently. They will be competing for gold, silver, and bronze yogurt lids. I uh, wonder what, oh, you know, this is one where, oh, Angela comes in to get her meal. Angela sings, plays cats, but not 
can work. So we have Jim, Kevin, Toby, I almost said Mindy, Kelly, Pam, and Oscar participating. And now they are back in the condo signing the uh, papers for the condo. And Michael thought he got uh, a 10-year mortgage, but it's a 30-year mortgage. And Dwight says he'll be paying this off in your mid-70s. And uh, Michael is now watching his life flash before his eyes, as Dwight suggests, a guest room or a, a roommate in the guest room. And that's interesting. In the kitchen, the house was probably built in the late 90s, and you can see it in the appliances of the kitchen. It would look very different today. And now Dwight telling the camera that a 30-year mortgage at Michael's age, I think in the show he's playing 45, 46. I don't know if he's supposed to play... Steve Carell's actual age, but you know, mid seventies from thirty would be would be that. And now we're back to the office games, and they're starting their first game, which Pam names Flonkerton, box of snowshoes, paper racing, bo uh, box of paper snowshoes racing, and. Uh, this is a good scene where you see Jim, like really the ringleader of of everything here. And Pam describing, you know, when he gets excited, he's really into something, but he doesn't work here. And so the, the competition of Flonkerton is Phyllis and Kevin. There we go, they put their feet through there. Michael now having a breakdown. Oh, and I try not I try not to do interesting tidbits of uh, information because I don't want people to miss these in their sleep, but you know sometimes these are these are easy slam dunk ones is that Carol is played by Steve Carell's real life wife. So she comes back a few times. you know Michael tries to date her. Uh, there's another you know scene later on, but uh, you know Steve Carell's wife, I'm blanking on her name. Helen, maybe. I mean, she's an actress in her own right, and so I think it's really cool that they get to to play against each other here. But you know, she's a, a sharp real estate agent. She basically says, "Look, you're going to lose seven thousand dollars if you walk away from this deal right now." And Michael is saying, "You know, it's good to be a homeowner. It's good to be a homeowner. It's fun. They're eating food." sitting in the master bedroom and cut back to Flockerton and we have uh, I think Phyllis wins here yeah I think Phyllis Phyllis gets a gold medal for Flockerton delegate from Iceland oh and then we cut to Kevin's game which is how many M&M's he can eat in Stanley's face at that one just in complete shock. And, uh, he gets an automatic gold medal. And now Michael and Dwight are walking out 
of the condo, and Michael is uh, trying to make Dwight an offer that he can't refuse. He's saying, oh, you can move into my third bedroom and pay me rent. And uh, this is, it's like a, it's a catch-22, because this is the thing that Dwight has always wanted, is to be closer to Michael, to be, uh, is to be appreciated by Michael, or have his connection with him, but it's clearly not what he wants, he's, he's not into that one. Michael is, now has to answer questions from Dwight. I think he wants to, I think the first one he wants is to bring a terrarium for like snakes and spiders. And he's saying, no, not here. Question. My grandparents, I left him something and he wants to bring it. Oh, and then here's one where Pam and, and Angela are standing back. Angela says she counts how many times Jim stands up from his desk and goes to reception. And Pam walks away angrily. And, and Angela, Angela plays a really good, like, Cruella de Vil in this one. Now Dwight wants to know about carpooling for gas. And uh, all of the questions... Ends up breaking Michael. He says, eh, offer revoked. No, uh, no roommate situation for Michael and Dwight, which is probably for the better. But look, if I lived on a, what, a 60-acre beet farm, I would definitely be on the beet farm versus a, a, a matchbox condo that plan Dwight here wearing it's kind of like a green gray oh and then oh, they, they're playing an elevator game to guess who's coming up the elevator into which company and Ryan wins that one now uh, Pam is showing Jim what she made for uh, the closing ceremonies and Angela checking out a box. Oh, that's good. Now we're back in the Sebring, headed back to, uh, heading back to the office. Dwight offering some advice. Michael saying, Nobody likes beets. Why don't you grow something that everybody does like, like candy? Oh man, poor Dwight. Now Dwight is, uh, he tries to put the roof up again. Oh, we have uh, a race, it looks like a coffee race to see who can go fastest with a coffee as Michael and Dwight come in. Sounds like coffee spilled right there. Now everybody goes back to work and Jim looks kind of sad. It was Dwight's stopwatch, so he gives it back. 
and Michael contemplating his life decisions in his office holding keys and Pam back at her desk with the yogurt lids at her desk Jim turning in his expense report and uh, Jim also closed two sales at lunchtime so he's as productive as any other day even with the office olympics Pam catches Ryan throwing away the yogurt lid and he said he could throw it away now or keep it for a couple months and throw it away and what is he going to do with the paperclip yogurt lid metal and Jim has his hanging up at his desk I wonder how many seasons that stays there I keep an eye on that in the next few of them now Jim's back at his desk I think he can he senses that the office needs him five o'clock's closing ceremonies and then they're going to notify the athletes and, and Pam's face right there just like happy and excited Jim wants to come in and congratulate Michael on the condo. He also has a three-bedroom, gay-friendly. Jim invites him out to do something uh, outside. And uh, so they've turned the closing ceremonies for Michael, and they put him on the top pedestal. And he gets a gold medal. He says congratulations for closing on the condo. Everybody claps. And Michael now looking emotional. Everybody's just waiting for him to say something. He says my heart is very full at this moment. And you can see you can truly see it on Steve Carell's face. It is so good. Dwight gets a silver medal. For helping close the deal. Very proud. And then Jim gives himself the bronze. He uses an iPod to play uh, a song here, National Anthem. And he says, he says, because your condo is in America. And they do, Pam does the doves. Who in the hell is that? Those are the doves. And like, and like Michael is truly moved at that moment. It's beautiful. Beautiful thing. And Jim is just happy that he got to do the closing ceremonies. And that's going to wrap the Office Olympics. Michael with a gold medal some tears, Jim bronze and uh, Dwight silver and that'll wrap it up for the episode, so that is uh, season 3 season 2 episode 3 of The Office Office Olympics and by now I hope you are restful and, and have dozed off, hopefully very few people hear the end of these episodes because purpose is that you should be asleep.
I left in some yawns. I actually tend to record these kind of late at night anyway, which helps with my dulcet tones and my overall demeanor, because I am ready to go to bed as well. But none of it should matter, because you should be asleep. So, uh, the next one is The Fire. Excited about that one to get into the episode. I hope you join me on the next one. Make sure to uh, subscribe, Twitter, and all that good stuff. But uh, hopefully your podcast app is turning me off right now, and you are going to sleep. Good night, Nunder Mifflin, Scranton, PA.